We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, today, how to build iconic brands through digital marketing. Woo, baby. Fire. It's gonna be a good one. I think a yes. lot of people need to hear this one, and that we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, see. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Guys, before we get started, guys, please don't forget. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit and smash that subscribe button. Make sure that uh, your notifications are turned on because uh, we'll let you know when the episodes come out. And uh, please go ahead and follow us on social media at BeastBrosGo on Facebook and Instagram. That's right, guys. And if you if you found this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, please don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. All right, guys. So today we travel across the world. Here are some random facts from the internet to see if you can guess where our guest is from. They have the world's large, longest golf course. They have 10 out of the world's 15 most poisonous, poisonous snakes and hold because this one is very important. They have three national frisbee teams. Hey, hey. We all know we have to believe 100% everything that comes from the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think we'll better ask our guests about those facts, just, just to make sure. Today's guest is an incredible digital marketer that have been follow that we have been actually following for a while, right? And not just for his cool accent, he does have a really cool accent, but for some of his awesome and educational content. So today's guest helps business owners build iconic brands using digital marketing. He has built his agency from scratch and now gives employment opportunities to young people to do what they are passionate about. Most importantly, he's a husband and proud father of two kids. Guys, please welcome. Iconic brand builder, proud husband and father, and Australian digital marketing expert, Anthony J. Murphy! Welcome, Anthony! Welcome, brother! Welcome to the show! What an intro, boys! We, we do our best. Yeah, we we're, try. We're so excited to have you here. Before we start, we need to confirm those facts. Are those facts true? You know, the longest golf course, poisonous snakes. It, it is true. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But but I think I think one thing we do need to point out is that uh, the, the snakes are few and far between. So don't be scared. Come down under. Come to Australia, <laughs> and uh, we'll show you a good time. Awesome, <laughs> guys. You heard it. Go visit. Go visit. We uh, we're definitely booking our flight. You know, as soon as all this craziness ends and uh, we can travel there. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. You know, my my wife will be very happy that I <laughs> head to Australia for uh, a couple of weeks. <laughs> so, dude, Anthony, I've been uh, I've been excited. meaning to <laughs> ask this question from the second we knew you were coming to the show. What happened in the next, like, what's going to happen to us in the next 12 hours? Because <laughs> you're 12 hours ahead Guys, of us. <laughs> I, I can give you the inside scoop. Yes, please. 
You guys, you guys will be having a fantastic day. The sun will be shining. There's a light wind uh, and you guys will be crushing business like you always do. How about that? Oh, I like it. I like, I like it. There we go. We're it. Yes, thank yep. you. Uh, pretty accurate. <laughs> thank you, my man. I appreciate it. In, t in 12 hours, we're going to roll this clip and we're going to be like, he yes. knew it. He knew it. <laughs> he knew yes. it. Awesome, brother. Dude, do Anthony, it, it. extremely excited to have you here. I know we followed you for quite a while and, uh, you know, you reached out and like, guys, can I be on the show? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it will be truly an honor uh, to, to have you here. So to the audience, like, could you go a little bit and, and share with them who you are and uh, why you do what you do now? Yeah, look, guys, love that. And uh, thank you for having me on the show. I've got to say, like, this intro, the production value, I've, I haven't been on a podcast like it, so unreal, guys, unreal. <laughs> thank you, um, thank you. Yeah, so look, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm uh, I'm 30 years old, live in Australia, live down under. Uh, as the intro said, yes, I'm a husband and my father, got two young kids, uh, so life is very busy. Um, and uh, over the last couple of years, I have uh, built a digital marketing agency as well. So... Uh, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride. The last five years have been uh, really really nuts, but it's been uh, exciting in a good way. Um, and I was only just talking to a mate uh, the other day about how you know the, the first sort of one of the first sparks and seeds that I got around really wanting to start my own business was yeah. when I was actually hosting on my own podcast <laughs> uh, a mate of mine who ran his own digital marketing agency, and um, this was about five years ago. And I remember I got off that call. It was late at night as well. I think we finished at about 9 p.m. And I was so pumped. And Jack, this is uh, Paul Ramondo. You guys can uh, search him uh, online. You'll find him. Yeah. Um, and I got off that phone call and I immediately went and said to my wife, I was like, man, I'm like, I'm like so pumped right now. If he can do it, I can too. And it was just like, you know, that was one of the defining moments. And it's been a crazy ride since. So. Yeah, digital marketing agency. We help uh, regional businesses become iconic brands. Uh, Attention Media is the, is the name of the agency, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a great ride so far. I love that, especially kind of like you you had that moment, that epiphany moment in your yeah. story where you're like, you know what, if he can do it, I can do it. And actually, today I was editing a video. Um, where the person on the other side, the one of the video, <laughs> was talking about stories, right? How we have these stories in our head. And I mean, we all, I feel like we all know it, yet not everybody actually like are conscious about it, if yeah. you put it that way, right? Yeah. That when you find yeah. the right story, it's strong enough to kind of like induce that change in you, right? And that's what I see, mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. I see in you, that you're like, man, you had that story, you're talking to this person, and you were able to see yourself in his in his position, right? Like yeah. walking that journey and and saying, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it too, which is pretty cool, man. Hundred percent, dude. Look, and we could have a whole we, we we could have a whole podcast around just that topic, right, guys? Like yeah. mindset. Mindset is a massive thing, and yep. for me, like the last you know 12 to 18 months, the whole mindset game is just like there's so much content we could cover just there. But it is. It's like you said, Fonzie. It's about you know the realization that we all have like untapped potential and the only thing that's holding us back is what's up here yeah, yeah. that's amazing i did i relate a lot with your story because you know i'm 30 i have one kid you're you're beating me on that one so uh <laughs> any any tips that uh, you have a matter of time Matt, i'm sure send them my way <laughs> um but but we started the business about five years ago too and i think you know that it's very parallel on how 
on how we started too. You know, we saw somebody online, it was not our podcast, it was not an interview, something like that. We weren't even thinking about publishing back then. But we started helping or trying to help, or we thought we were trying to help, restaurants at the time. You know, we've gone through this story quite a while. And it's something that really interested me that interested me is that you work with regional businesses, right? And uh, we started that way. And then we got a little bit out of that market in the past few months. I'm very curious to see like why you chose regional businesses. Because a lot of people are like, dude, they're a pain to deal with just because there's not a lot of education out there. Uh, there might be business owners that have their hands in so many places. And when you're trying to get their attention and you know, you talk about your business being uh, attention media, which is amazing, right? Uh, how, how do you deal with, how, how has been the experience with them and, and how do you kind of connect in those conversations? Because a lot of those businesses nowadays need that help, need people like you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, massive, massive, massive point there. And you're, you're spot on. Like, I think the reason for us why we you know, have sort of targeted regional businesses uh, to this point is because we're regionally based ourselves. Right. You know, yeah. I live in a, in a regional city populations around 70 to 80,000. Um, so, I mean, compared to most capital cities, it's very, very small. Right. Um, but where we're situated in Australia, there's there's so many great businesses on a local level that you know, need help, need to grow their business, want to grow their business, right? Mm. And yes, you you can always run into that problem where, you know, the business owner is so bogged down in the day-to-day that it's, it's hard for them to get their head above the clouds, look at the business and go, you know, we really need to do something about our marketing, right? Um, mm. But it's just, a, it's just a really uh, key point of difference for me building the agency, right? You know, we don't want to be just another marketing agency, right? So yeah. what we were really trying to do is bring the the skills and the services and, and the knowledge that you would te- technically find in a, in a big firm in the capital cities, bring that to the country, bring that to regional areas and help local business grow, right? Um, so that was that's the main focus. And the second the second reason why I went down that path is because like I live regionally, I grew up in the country. Don't get me wrong, love the city, love going to Melbourne, love that you know spending some time in the big yeah. smoke. But we want our kids also to grow up, you know, and have that sort of regional country lifestyle, lots of open space, all that stuff as well. And in order to sort of stay there, we need the local area to grow. We need businesses to grow. We need great schools, lots of opportunity. So it's like, well, what can I do there to help that happen? And, you know, marketing is a big part of that. I love that. I love that support local, right? Like we're, yeah. I mean, we are in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's a city... It's a big city with a small town feel, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It, I've I've been loving because I used to live in Texas and in Dallas, which is huge, massive, right? But when I came here, I started for the first time in my life, you know, encountering that feeling of support local yeah. and help it grow. And I, I've actually seen it, right? I've been here for now mm. about six years in Jacksonville, and I've seen the the impact that it has on like giving back to the community and supporting these companies locally. So. I mean, props to yeah. that. And, and I have a, yeah. a question um, that comes from, from the story that you, you just told, right? You said kind of like getting the, the business owner's head above the cloud, right? How do you do yeah. that? Because sometimes <laughs> it is tough, right? They are so into their business in their operations that, I mean, they, they don't yeah. know that much what's going on or what are their opportunities, right? Like, how do you go about educating yeah. themselves or finding the right customers? 
Yeah, 100%. And it's it's a it's a funny conversation because so many like business owners are at all different levels when it comes to digital, right? You know, yeah. you have some business owners who are who are up with it uh, or, or they have a good understanding and they know they need to do more or they could improve on it. And then you have other business owners who have absolutely no idea really and, and, and no interest, but they have a great product, they have a great service and, you know, it's, it's a really good fit, right? So you're constantly like playing. It's all about education, right? It's, yeah. it's providing value. Like this is where your content comes into play, right? Doesn't it? Okay. You need yeah. to be educating your customers and your prospects you need to be providing value. And, you know, even working with a business owner who is, you know, really passionate about digital marketing and knows that it can help grow their business and knows, you know, the importance of good content, there's still things that you can teach them, right? There's always stuff that can be learned. So it's a definitely an education game. Um, and, you know, in terms of us, if, if we're, you know, trying to generate leads or, or attract prospects or things like that, we're about to launch our own masterclass uh, sessions for, and it's like small groups, you know, groups of 10 to 12 business owners. We yeah. get them into a boardroom and we run through a day's session on what digital marketing is, what it looks like, how they can implement it in their business and what kinds of things other businesses are doing right yeah. to achieve success with digital marketing and or content, right? Because basically any you can name any business, right? And you'll be able to find one in the world somewhere who has had great success with digital marketing and, and online marketing, right? It's as simple as that. So it's an education game. Yeah, I, I love where this conversation is going because I, I, this might be like a masterpiece for uh, especially like brick and mortar business owners because like this, that looks like this is your expertise. Now, how, like, what are some of the challenges that when you start working with uh, maybe brick and mortars or like these regional businesses, what are some of the biggest challenges that, that you see right from the start uh, that prevent them from diving head in into digital marketing yep. and this amazing opportunity that they have in front of them? Literally, like if you put yourself in the business owner's shoes, a lot of the time they're sitting there going like, where do I even start, right? Like th there is there is so much, there's so much content. There's there's so many experts. There's so many agencies. There's so much media out there. And it's yeah. very, very hard to kind of sift through all of that information and find something that is relevant and is going to work for them, right? Um, and and nothing, nothing has brought the digital marketing and the, and the content marketing requirement into light as much as the current pandemic that we're in, right? You know, so many businesses have had to close their doors, right? Or, or they can't have people physically, like foot traffic is no longer an option, okay? Yeah. So all of a sudden, they're going, how can, we, how can we keep making sales? What can we do? And, you know, we've had an influx of people coming to us saying, we need to get online. Can, can you build us a website? Can you run some Facebook ads? All this sort of stuff, right? Mm. So it's kind, of, it's kind of brought forward, like people have been pushed and forced to think about it a lot more. Uh, and, and for us, when it comes to like brick and mortar business owners, like you said, like getting started, it, it all depends on the business. Every business is different. Every business is individual. But at a core level, if we're talking about like just basic digital marketing, social media and creating content, you need to just start at a base level and think about your audience. Like what pain points can you solve? What problems can you educate the client on? And how can you provide them value rather than using your content or your social media as a, you know, a predominantly sales driven uh, you know, machine, right? So yeah. that's definitely the first place to start. 
That's awesome. I I mean, I, I see a lot of... Do you know who Chet Holmes is by any chance? I've heard the name, yeah. He has a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine. Yes. And you're, yes, 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 yes. So, so you're, you, I, I, I'm seeing a <laughs> lot of the education type of it, right? That mastermind that you were talking about, bringing the businesses in. Again, I agree 1000% with you. Education is key, right? You're bringing yeah. them in, educating them. You know, like, hey, these are the problems you guys have. These are how you can tackle the solutions. And then, I mean, you're going to build so much rapport with them by the end of the day. When they leave, they're going to be like, okay, like, where where do we sign to be one of your clients, right? We want you to help us. Because, um, again, you are positioning, like we said in the intro, the Australian digital marketing expert. Um, so that <laughs> I think that's awesome. And the other thing is you said kind of like the situation right now has helped you a little bit, has pushed and forced business owners towards yeah. you. I, I'm curious though, when it all started, wh how, how did you act? Were you afraid? Um, what what did you expect? Look, f actually, f for me personally, I was I was super super calm for, for want of a better word. Um, uh, for us personally, at a business level, like I, I knew it was going to hurt at some point, and it definitely did. Um, but we've able, been able to bounce back quite quickly, like yes. I said before, because we had an influx yeah. of people coming to us saying we need to get online. Um, but I, yeah, I knew that we, in this particular situation, we have a service that people really, really need, right? Yeah. So uh, it, it was always a matter of the business is going to be okay if we could uh, survive that initial first hit. Um, and yeah, obviously so many businesses around the world have, have taken that, that hit. Um, but I was fairly comfortable. I knew it's a, it's a matter of, and again, it all comes back to mindset, guys. Right? It's you can you can freak out and you can panic and you can get down and you can get worried. But at the end of the day, it's it's not going to help you progress. It's not going to help you ride the wave and keep your business going yeah. or be able to keep creating content. Yeah. Um, so it's about always trying to keep a level head, uh, be self-aware, make sure that you know you you are taking a, a positive and proactive approach because then you've got the best chance at making the right decision at the right time yeah, yeah. i i love that approach and uh, and i want to like shift it just a tiny bit with you being a business owner right a lot of the people that kind of start in their content like game is because either they own a business or they're you know an agency or whatnot how like what are some of the challenges that you personally have like faced since the start of your company and now that you know you're building this team and uh, we relate a lot too because you know we we recently started to expand our team you know knocking on wood yeah, well done. Uh, thank you thank you <laughs> and it's been it's been a wild ride right it's super awesome but at the same time it's very scary so what are some of the challenges that you guys have faced in these like the last five years mm. yeah look and i mean the, the the first uh so the first 18 months of the business uh it was just myself started it was in the, the lounge room at home right i was just working from from my home office setup surprise surprise we're sort of back to that now uh, <laughs> but you know for a long time it was just myself it was you know it was bootstrapping there was no investment there was no capital just starting from the start you know bringing a client on doing the work just building slowly right so Uh, I knew at a point, um, a little slice of context, previous to starting the business, I worked in uh, the family business. My dad and my uncle own a, uh, a manufacturing company, uh, and I worked in that business for over 10 years. So 
I, I, I had a fairly good grounding on just some normal business operations and economics and that sort of thing, uh, which has been super helpful. Yeah. Um, but I knew that if if I wanted to take things to the next level and be able to you know take on more clients and, and improve our service offering, that in order to scale, um, you know, it, it comes from people, right? I, I have a limited amount of hours in a day. Um, you know, at that point, uh, you know, my first child was being born, so so things there was a lot going on, right? Um, so that I knew I needed more people. And I'm also someone of the approach that, you know, uh, I, I don't know everything, right? As far as digital marketing experts go, like I'm realistically, I'm towards the bottom, right? I, I want to be the dumbest person in the room, okay? So I want to be working with people and I want to have people on our agency's team who are so much better than me at the things that they're good at. Um, and I knew that was the direction that I wanted to take. Wanted to build a team, wanted to have a, a high performance team. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's been a fun ride since then. We started uh, with with one person, uh, you know, and we built that team out. We realised that uh, that one person who came on first was our social media manager, and he was helping me manage all the content and client work. Uh, and then we got to a point where a lot of our clients were having difficulty in either giving us content or creating content that they could use for their social media. So then we knew that we needed somebody in creative to come on board. So we hired a, a videographer, right? And uh, and he joined the team and, and that changed things a lot, right? Because it opened up a whole nother revenue stream inside the business, creating content yeah. and then doing the digital marketing side of things, which has been super cool. Uh, and since then we've hired another creative. So we've got uh, two people in creative now. Uh, we've got our social media manager and then we've got our digital strategists as well. So, yeah, look, it's I love working with people. I love building a team. I love working on building a great culture. Um, so so for me, it's it's been a crazy ride. Not easy, but it's been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I mean, by the smile on your face, uh, we could tell that you are really enjoying this whole process and you you really care about, about the team, which is very, very important. Yeah, I mean, uh, I first noticed that you care about the team when you put in part of your achievement, you know that you had a team. I think you're probably the first one out of everybody that we've interviewed yeah. that in their achievements, you put like, I'm extremely proud of having these people uh, working with yeah. me, right? And, and I, I found that yeah. extremely interesting, right? Because... I'm not gonna lie, like, and we had a conversation with what actually one of the the team members that we're bringing in, right? He he, I think he has a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> yeah, and okay. he, he's in charge of kind of like with what we do. He's in charge of digitalizing the content. Well, we well we kinda. call it, we call it value index, right? So he yeah. has to like see everything, you know, take like deep notes of like all the content that we that we get in from our clients, and inside I'm like, dude. I'm so afraid, <laughs> but excited at the same time that whoever is going to be in that position, I mean, they're going to be listening to all these entrepreneurs, you know, talk about, you know, risk it, like how good it is and all that, you know. And I'm like, dude, I'm afraid they might want to leave soon. But at the same time, I'm excited because I want them to grow. Like, I don't want them to be here just, <laughs> just, yes. just to be here, right? I want them to be in our team to grow and be better and all that. And funny enough, funny enough, yeah. Last <laughs> week we got that phone call. They're like, "Hey guys, you know, I like I extremely like I love this, yeah. But I feel like I need to be going out and doing my own thing. I'm like, how can we help you? Like, yeah, you right? Like, uh, it's exciting at the same time, you know. But that that fear is always there. But at the same time, it's like, okay, how can you say no to to somebody that wants to tackle that? Yeah. So I I have a question. You know, what? Uh, actually, a while back I heard this phrase. I don't, I'm, I might butcher it, I don't remember it exactly, <laughs> but it was somewhere along the lines of 
you know, like, don't be afraid of spending in training right. your people. Uh, because, you know, if you don't train them and they stay, it's going to be horrible, right? But if you train them yeah. and then eventually it's okay because they're going to improve, but eventually they might live, right? And I totally butchered that one. Well, my, yeah, it was like, what like what happens if you don't train them and they stay? Yeah, exactly. Something like, along those lines. <laughs> uh, so my question was, like, what is your approach with with your staff, right? Like, And the, I think this might help some people from the brick and mortar too, right? Any business owner that are trying to improve their team and grow them. What is your approach to that? maybe education within your own company and helping them grow and develop. So like massive, massive conversation here too. And I can tell you that every single person that works for me right now um, has that entrepreneurial spirit and wants to build their own business. Yeah, right. Nice. Like that, that's the way it is, right? Like th this is the world that we live in. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I've always said to them is that if you come and work at attention media, You're not working for me. Like, I'm not a boss that's going to lord it over you and all that sort of stuff, right? I can't do, like, I haven't built, you know, we're still young. It's, it's only a six-figure agency, right? We're not a seven-figure or eight-figure agency. But even getting to a six-figure agency, I couldn't do that myself, right? So yeah. I need the team. I, I need the talent. Uh, and it's, it's about us all, you know, working towards that goal, right? You know, you've got your mission. You've got your vision. You've got your values. And it's about everybody working towards that, right? It's not about, uh, you know, working for the man and, The, the other thing is that a lot of the staff that we do have, the talent members that we do have, uh, are all local creatives and, and, and talent members. And that's a big portion of building the agency is yeah. giving people, creatives, opportunities to do what they love every day, right? Exactly. Because again, it's just it's like you guys, it's like me, we're getting to do what we love every day. And if I can provide a, a way for those people to, you know, enjoy that same feeling as well then you know you're going to get the best out of your people so i mean people come and go from companies every single day right you know you, you can't hold somebody there you, you can't yeah. uh, you, you can't make them stay right yeah. um so at the end of the day it is it's about training it's about you know upskilling it's about making sure that the, the the guys on your team the guys and girls on your team are you know high performers right you want them to perform as best you can that takes an investment And yes, it, there is a risk involved because they could leave, they could go and start up their own thing, they could move to an, another agency. But at the end of the day, that's exactly like the point you made there, that you want whoever is on your team at that time to be performing the best. And you've got to make that investment. I love it. Yeah, I love that too. Sorry, I'm going to step in real quick. I love Do it. A, a, a few <laughs> things, right? Like, you're like, I need, you know, you said kind of like, I need the team, right? You're like putting your ego aside. First, and you're saying, hey, they can probably do it. Like you said, you said um, you want to be the dumbest person in the room. And I love that because you want to surround yourself yeah. with, I mean, not, not only winners, right? But like people that can do what you're doing in your business better than you are actually yeah. that you can do it. So I love that side of leaving the ego aside. And I mean, at the end of the day, I see it as a not to put it in. In bad terms, I don't want this to sound bad, but like it's an investment too, right? Like you're investing in that relationship. You're he helping them grow. Yeah. I mean, if they move on and they start their own business, they're not going to forget about you, right? Like they might be like, hey, let's partner up or, hey, you know, we need a digital marketer, etc. Like yeah. any of those. At yeah. the end of the day, I think it comes down, same as business, building relationships, right? Like when you uh, get a new client, you're building that relationship too, you know, that trust. Yeah. yeah. 
So mm. in your um, in kind of like your your superpower, right? Is like building these brands, right? And uh, we've seen many many definitions of what a brand is. Like everybody has their own thing, and a lot of people are like. It, my brand is my logo, right? My colors and whatnot. I, I'm very interested to see like how you approach that and like what's what's brand for you. And then, uh, you know, you, you could go as wide as possible or as specific as possible because I think this is really interesting, mm -hmm. right? Well, especially when it comes to content. A lot of people are like, well, I need to have all these things that make it pretty, right? Ready before I start producing my content. And uh, we, we really saw a lot of progress is when we actually flipped the script and we're like, we just need to be consistent, right? And as soon as we started being consistent, results started to come, and then you can make it super pretty and stuff like that. So uh, I'm interested to know, like, why do you see, like, why do you know, what, like, what's a brand, right, for you, and and how can mm -hmm. people like mm -hmm. put it into their content and stuff like that? Yeah, look, f for me, you know, and I mean, there's so many ways that you can frame brand, but I, I do love the saying that brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? So. For me, uh, in in this day and age, brand is so, so important because consumers have so much choice, right? You know, we've all got a smartphone. We can plug into this and purchase basically anything we want at any point from anyone, right? So choice has never been greater. So when it comes to, and you know, we can stick to local brands, right? We can stick to local companies right now for, for the purpose of this show. Um, Having, having establishing and building a brand is going to you know attract you to customers like why do we why does so many of us purchase an iphone right why do so many of us you know purchase specific runners or sneakers right it's because we have an affinity to that brand what we like what it stands for uh we love the product and we want to feel connected to it okay yeah. so it doesn't matter if you're a local cafe or coffee shop or whether you're a local retail store or whether you're a local accountant, like having that brand is what helps you separate yourself from the rest of the competition. And it's exactly what you said, Lewis. It's not about having the prettiest logo or the awesome, you know, great colors or anything like that. It's about providing that value, right? Think of all the major brands in the world, right? You can think of any. I'm sure there's lots floating around your head right now. Yeah. You see their content, you see their digital marketing, you see their stuff regularly every single day. It comes back to that consistency, right? They're always they're always there, they're always top of mind. So, you know, recency and frequency plays a massive part. And it, again, it comes down to the value of your content, right? And I know, I know for, for us, me personally, with my own personal content and then with the agency's content, We've done we've done terrible recently, right? I've been too focused on growing the business and haven't been do, doing enough of our own marketing. Uh, and you know that's on me, and I know that's got to improve because in the last you know six to eight months that I have been doing less content, leads have dried up. You know everything slowed down, inquiries slowed down, right? And it's just a matter of being consistent and providing value, right? You can make it look pretty. You can work on that down the track, but yeah. being consistent building brand and getting people to to resonate with you like that's the most important thing it's just being in people's faces you've got to be seen to sell <laughs> exactly yeah. i know another chad holmes phrase right there right? <laughs> out of sight out of mind yeah. Amen. exactly I, I, i'm sure you aren't chad holmes <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding the one and only anthony g murphy <laughs> 
No, I, I relate a lot because it was funny. Like when we started with the content game, right? We, we were executing yeah. for, for different clients. And we had this story about how we actually started to be that consistency and frequency game. And we will meet with these clients, right? And they will be like, oh, the results are great. But we actually, you know, started doing our creeper, creeper mode and saw your social media and there's nothing there, right? And we're like, oh, but don't worry, right? It's our clients. They're like, no, but the level of report went from like up here all the way down just because of there, there was no safety net. There was no content there. There was like just because we're executing outside. So we sat down and we're like, hey, how can we create consistently and frequently? Because we don't want to add friction to this. We want to make it. And for us, yeah. it meant doing Facebook Live. And that's one of the reasons we actually do this show here live because it had... We, like, we cannot escape it. <laughs> we cannot escape it. We have to publish, right? So sure. so it's incredible. So what up, like from your point of view and the uh, on the agency side, what are some things that maybe it can be brick and mortar, it could be any kind of business right now. What are some things that they can start doing right now to get the ball rolling on consistency and publishing and, you know, anything else that goes around uh, that area? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, and, and let's get into some practical, tactical tips for everyone listening, right? What what you really need to focus on at the start and at any page, stage right through the process is having some planning in place right like if you don't plan it if you don't uh, you know make it a priority it's not going to happen right my personal content the agency's content same thing so much focus on the client side which obviously there needs to be but haven't had a plan in place haven't had any structure right so yeah. what you need to do is tailor it to yourself right don't jump in straight away and say, I've got to post five times on Facebook. I'm going to post three times a day on Instagram, right? Make it achievable. Start with something that you know you can handle and then just do that, execute that. If it's not every day, it's every second day, right? Just be consistent. So make a plan, have some consistency and stick to it. In terms of the actual content that you're putting out, the best way to structure it is, and I love your input here, guys, on what you've done. The best way to structure it is to try and create what's called like pillar content, right? So something that is bigger, whether it's a podcast show like this, whether it's a vlog, whether it's a, a long form blog post, right? Whatever medium that you're comfortable with, create something that's larger and then you can break that content down into micro pieces uh, later on and you can hand that off to someone else if you've got someone on your team or you can send it off to somebody external uh, to do that content breakdown create the little videos create the little snippets for you um, but that's where you really need to come from so create a piece of pillar content that is high value and then break it down from there so you've got lots of little pieces that can help you create that consistency you guys agree yeah, one hundred percent. I'm gonna do actually a, like five hundred percent, and I think Fonzie is gonna explain why. Well, I was gonna <laughs> do a shameless plug here in our own podcast. You know, if you guys have those pillar content and you need someone to repurpose it, chop it up, make it look super nice and sexy, guys, just let us know. Slide Send in our DMs, <laughs> and we'll do it for hey. you because that's what we do. Hey. <laughs> hey. Look at that. that was By perfect. the way, guys, like Anthony had no idea that's what we did. By yeah, the way, we, di we didn't <laughs> plan this out. We did it. So uh, th thank you, thank you for the leeway there, but. But yeah. you know what you say is like it's so true, right? Like because a lot of people mm -hmm. like put these thoughts like, hey, they see the Gary V's, they see the Grand Cardones, they see like all these people are publishing and they have twenty thousand dollar like teams a month like behind them executing this like 
things for them. So they see and they try to model. What happens is like they try to do it one, two days and like, oh my gosh, this is too much. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do in yeah. like these 300 videos. And, and then they stop, right? And what happens when they mm -hmm. stop is like what happened to us, uh, uh, the, what is it, like a year ago? And uh, what is happening to you, right? When you're not producing the content, hate leads right up. So now yeah. we got to get that, that, that ball rolling again. So that's amazing. Yeah. And thank you for sharing those tips because that could be probably one of the easier ways to get started, right? And then after that pillar content is out, like you just said, then they can start moving and, and taking it to the next phase. And what that next phase looks like, it comes back to the planning. Yeah. How many times do I need to be consistent? How many times do I want to be present in front of my audience and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I absolutely love it, especially, obviously, the, the long-form content, that pillar content, how you call it. I love that because, again, you do it once big and then it can be repurposed in, in a lot. Uh, but in, in total honesty, how we started, right? We were, our question was, how can we remove friction, right? Again, we, did the, we, we were thinking about the pillars and everything, but at the moment, we were filming podcasts actually we record a few episodes that we never published them we could because we put so much friction in front of us to edit them and do all the stuff that at the end we're like ah but we're just gonna leave them out there you know and so it wasn't until we were like okay let's do facebook live every single day for like a minute like i mean we have a minute we spend hours every single day in our phone scrolling doing whatever i'm sure we can spare a few minutes to just Hop on Facebook Live. It's going to be posted already. You don't have to do anything else. Just talk to the camera. And what we did is we focused on the problems, the conversations that we were having. My brother was focusing on documenting the day, right? What happened on today? How can I relate it to what I do? There's always a lesson that you can get from whatever you happened in your day. You can relate it to what you did. And then from there, we were like, okay, this is working, removing the friction. Now let's build the pillar content, which is the, this podcast, and let's do it live. Let's take that friction <laughs> away. Let's just go yeah. all into it. And I mean, it's, it has worked wonders for us, obviously. And now that we have the team, everything, like it's perfect because we we do what well, we do for clients. Now we do it for ourselves as well with all the, the content that we're going out. So yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. Absolutely agree. People, listen to Anthony <laughs> and take notes. Now, Anthony, so we, we've heard this phrase a couple times. It's, you know, you, your business only grows to the extent that you grow. Where, like, what has been some ways that you've been, like, growing in these, like, past few years where, obviously, you, you have a very successful business, you help a ton of businesses, you have a, an amazing team behind you or around you, uh, I'll better say around you. Um, but how, like, in what ways have you grown And uh, what are some advice that you can give to people that are looking to follow your footsteps? Yeah, great question. And uh, this is something that is like top of mind for me. I mean, we spoke about it a little bit before with mindset and growth and, you know, wanting to be the dumbest person in the room, right? Uh, for me, over the last couple of years, uh, not only have I been obviously, you know, investing in building a team and that obviously comes with its own challenges and, you know, time commitments and things like that, uh, but you learn how to, you know, work with other people and run a team and it helps you grow as a person. For me personally, love like trying to educate myself, right? Like so massive, massive podcast fan, obviously, uh, you know, love to read, love to get into books uh, and I'm really starting to ramp that up more now, getting back into books. Um, but even from an, an investing in myself, 
in terms of uh, advisory and, and training and working with other people who are at another level, right? So I'm on track this year to spend more on advisory coaches, mentors, that type of stuff than what I'm actually going to pay myself for the year, right? Wow. So I invested in, uh, give him a shout out, Richard Bell, right? He is a, uh, he's, a, he's an investor, he's a board advisor, works with lots of companies around the world. Uh, and I invested a lot of money at the start of this year in uh, a strategy session with him, right? He's been on the board of, you know, multiple millions of dollar companies, right? He's been there, he's done it before. He's at a similar age to me, but having followed him for a long time, I know that he's got the skills and the knowledge that I want to try and tap into, right? So yeah. a great question to ask is not how, but who, right? And you might hear that one being floated around a lot lately, but it's so true. Like you can get all the knowledge that you need from other people and then putting in the work yourself, combining those two things, it's a really powerful recipe. So working with Rich, uh, being invested with Rich, uh, working with another uh, man by the name of Brett Campbell, who owns an agency here in Australia as well, also very, very successful. It'll also be a massive investment to work with him. But whether that's an advisory role, you know, we want to put a board of advisors in place for the agency, right? We want that next level up from me, like I said before. So we're working on, you yeah. know, investing into those people at a higher level to help us, you know, achieve the goals we want to achieve. So it's all about taking some risk putting your money where your mouth is uh, and just taking action. Yeah, man, I love it. Just say it. Just so you know, Brett Campbell le left a comment right here. Um, he will say, yeah, <laughs> let's see what he said. Thanks, Brett. He Mr. Said, Murphy, bring in the heat. That's oh, right. Yeah. Hey, he, he brought the heat indeed. That's for sure. Um, and I love what you said about who over how. Uh, I, I yes. think that's, and I think that, like it gets to a point because, I feel like when everybody starts their entrepreneurial journey, it's always about the how, right? Because we're, mm -hmm. I feel like we're looking for a speed. And again, we're talking, we're, we have talked a lot about this, my, my worst <laughs> enemy, instant gratification. But it's always like, <laughs> how can I do this? How can I do this, right? How, how can I make this sales page uh, convert quicker? Whatever, right? Whatever their how is. And it gets to a point when you are like, you know what? Like, it, it's not that. It's not the how. It's like, it's the who. Who I can go and learn from who has, you know, been through the path that I want to, you know, that I want to walk and they have achieved what I want to achieve. And when you find those people and you start listening to them, you it, it's, a, it's a game changer. I mean, it happened to us. And another thing I want to say is we actually had Tyson Durfee not too long ago in the show. He is a rodeo champ. and World he, champ. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Tyson. I'm sorry, Tyson. <laughs> yeah. He's a rodeo on, world man. champ. Yeah. <laughs> and he was saying that the investment should be painful. Has to hurt. For, yeah. Ha, yeah. It has to yeah. hurt for you to take yeah. action. And you know how many courses and what, how many how to thingies are out there that they're not painful, yet we invest the money because it, And I was asking myself this question the other day. I was like, why do people buy things and then they don't execute? And I think it's the fact that you're spending that money, it, it, it makes you think that you already accomplished it, right? So yeah. when you put yourself in a pain, painful situation, right? <laughs> yeah. And we've been in that situation. I mean, yeah. we, we talked about our, the big investment that we did in coaching, right? With Steve Larson. Wow, it's a game changer because now you... 
feel the pressure, but at the same time, you have that support system right next to you that is, you know, guiding you, taking the 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 right steps. Yeah. And we grew up as soccer players, so we always had a coach. And then we were like, okay, like if we have coaches playing sport, why don't we have coaches in business, right? It's, it's just a shortcut. <laughs> but I don't know why people don't see it like that. And I, it took us three years, over three years to get to that point, right? Yeah. So yeah. I love what you said. And I really hope people can take away from that because um, it's just going to make your life easier, honestly. Yeah. Anthony, to start wrapping things up, I know uh, we got to be super respectful of your time. Uh, it's been an awesome chat, guys. <laughs> we'll, do ra- we'll do round two, round two for in, sure. in Australia. Yeah, we'll do the live show yes. over there. We'll have, we'll have like a bunch of like snakes in the background and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, you keep the snakes and on we'll, your side. And we'll do it in the, la- in the longest golf course of Australia. Exactly. <laughs> Holding frisbees. Okay. So... Um, to start wrapping things up, Anthony, what would be like an action point, you know, um, that people can implement today? We talked about a lot and, you know, if we go back in the episode, we can probably find, you know, good five or six that, that oh, we yeah. can implement right now. But like, what's something that... I've got one. You got one? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I've got one, right? Really simple, really quick and easy. With your content, right? Every time you pick up your phone to scroll through social media, yeah, you have to post something yourself first. Yes. Right? So no trolling through Facebook, no trolling through Instagram or whatever platform until you've published a piece of content yourself. Your 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 consistency will improve a thousandfold straight away. I love that. I, that is so. That is awesome. I I actually never thought about that. And just to compliment that, I'm reading a book right now called Tiny Habits by Dr. B. H. Fogg. Right, and he actually talks about tiny habits are the way to building the the big habits that we all want. Yes. Correct. And I mean that that's why most people fail when they try to you know put their New Year resolutions, all that stuff, because they're way too big. And he says you need to have anchor moments that you can tie to the new tiny habit that you want to develop. So the anchor moment that you're saying right now is the scrolling through social media. So when you identify your anchor, then you can do your new behavior. The new behavior being publishing. So I I loved it. As soon as he said, I was like, wow, that is so cool. Yeah, we actually (laughs) have a funny story. I'm not sure like if this is podcast worthy, but, uh, you know, every time you go to the bathroom, you know, you kind of sit there scrolling through the phone, too. So yeah. um, we it's decided, true. you know, you got to do it at least once a day. We, so We have a name for it. We, yeah. It, uh, did we decide it on the name? And then yeah, yeah. No, we for sure. Hashtag poop posting. Poop posting. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so every time you go to the bathroom, right? Instead of scrolling, right? <laughs> oh, my. Okay. It's public, guys. Hashtag poop posting. Okay. Go ahead. Go execute. <laughs> I think I'll take it's, it's gonna start trending it's gonna start right, right? <laughs> oh my gosh okay sweet so to wrap things up you know this is what we talk on the show Anthony you know we we want to help our audience we want to encourage them to actually start and taking those small action points like the one that you just said uh, but we also want to see your success with it right where will you be without publishing we know that you publish you know that you want to you know level up as well because you know things happen and world and business but where would you be without that publishing 
wouldn't be here. Like the first, you know, the first 10 clients that we got in the agency all came through people DMing me and reaching out to me after seeing my content saying, can you help? Right. So it's, it's, it's what got us to where we are today. And it's what will get us to the next level as well. We have to level up in order to level the business up. It's that simple. So uh, look out, big things ahead. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Yeah. You heard it. You heard it. From the Australian expert. <laughs> Go ahead and publish. Anthony, how can uh, how can people connect with you? How can people find you if they're interested, if they want to learn more about what you do? Guys, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Anthony G. Murphy. Or if you'd like to find out more about the agency, just head to attentionmedia.com.au. Would, uh, would love to chat with everybody. If you've got any questions, please feel free to reach out. Yeah, and we're going to encourage you guys to go and send him lots of messages and lots of questions yeah. and lots of likes as well if you guys want to. That sounds nice. good. <laughs> Anthony, don't leave, don't leave. We have two minutes with you. Uh, with that being wait, said... Wait, wait, wait. What? I have one last question oh, before we leave. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay, all right, all right. Anthony, what, what, what does the G stand for? What is your middle name? <laughs> Jared, uh, Jared. Okay. I'm, oh, awesome. I'm, 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 I'm still trying to connect with the person who has Anthony Murphy. Uh, they won't respond to me, but we'll work on it. Oh, hey, I, honestly, like I like the Anthony G Murphy. I think it, it, I think it sounds cool, but I, I was curious. I was like, oh, I wonder what is it. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. if, if we find out who that person is and you know they get back to us, you know, we'll definitely let you know. Yeah. <laughs> please reach out. Thank you. Thank there you. We go. That'd be great. <laughs> Guys, please go ahead and follow Anthony. Reach out to him if you have any questions. With that being said, thank you so much for uh, staying with us on the show. Please go ahead and subscribe to the Contents Profit Podcast. And uh, follow us on social media at Rosco. That's right, guys. And if you found this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, please don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Ciao.